All right, hey guys, welcome back to the Melanin Margin. I'm your host, Quavi Andre Williams. And I'm Daquan Wilson. This is the talk show dedicated to bringing the marginalized to the spotlight and uplift the black voices that will no longer stay silent. So let's get into this week's race conversation. The fallen stars of the black community, specifically Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, and Bill Cosby. So <laughs> let's get straight into it. So how do you feel, Daquan, about these people of color and their impact on the Black community? Ooh, I like the first thing that comes to my mind is like that um, Tyra Banks meme, um, which is like, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? How dare you? I have never in my life yet a girl like this. Like this. <laughs> I yell because she loves me. <laughs> Oh, no. But yeah, I think like it's one of those situations where it hurts to like have one of your heroes kind of like fall from grace. Um, yeah. Especially somebody that's done so much for the community. Um, and there's always this fine balance between like, how do you kind of respect what they did and like all the doors that they open up, all the opportunities that they made, all of like the presence that they gave while also reconciling, like, they did some pretty terrible things and are not necessarily forgivable, especially by certain people. Yes, I totally agree with that. It's a very fine line when it comes to these particular people because all three of these um, Black celebrities have honestly impacted the Black community so, like, so deeply. I mean, R. Kelly, I believe I can fly. I mean, every Black graduation in the early 2000s was like popping off with that as they, I sung that at my graduation. Like we sung that at our graduation. Yeah. And um, Michael Jackson's music, I mean, just in his, the, the changing of the videography and stuff like that and music videos and stuff like that. Bill Cosby, the Cosby Show, the first, I mean, I think among one of the first Black uh, families that we saw that the mom and the dad were both successful. They were obviously Black, not ethically ambiguous and they had Black children mm -hmm. and stuff like that and they were successful black people. So, I mean, there is no doubt in my mind that these three people have changed. I mean, Trapped in the Closet, I killed another one right there. Like, right. <laughs> he, this, these people have impacted us so deeply, but on the same token, to ignore the reality of what each of them has done is almost a disservice as well to the black community, in my opinion. Right, I agree and, with that. And it's, it's just, it's really difficult because I, I kind of understand, I, I understand why it's difficult for some people of color, black people, we're talking about black people, so let's not use that term, I'm, let, me, let me correct myself. We're talking about black people, but it's, it's difficult for black people to separate the image that a person perpetuates from the real actual persons. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. And a lot of the time we'll hear some people compare the stage presence or the person that we see on TV, on movies, on films, whatever the case may be, on whatever, to the actual person, the actual actor that's playing that. Because the reality is Michael Jackson is a character and a person. Yeah. R. Kelly is a is a character and a person. Bill Cosby is a character and a person. These are two separate things. Do you think there's a way to separate the character from the person that um that portrayed them? 
I personally feel like it's kind of hard to do so. And I come at it from the perspective of somebody that thinks that they're creative and like does yeah. some type of- um, Bitch, you awkward the fuck? Those poetry, <laughs> Ooh, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but yeah, I come from it at the point like being a writer, like regardless of who my writer voice is versus who I am personally, there's a part of me that's in whatever art I create. Yes. And I think that's like a big, bigger thing with like a lot of, especially black artists there and black creatives, like there's a piece of them, a piece of like their experience, the things that they had to deal with, who they are as a person that's in whatever art that they create. Um, and I think that it is kind of dangerous to kind of be like, oh, we can like completely separate the two because, yeah. you know, you have like cases of these artists, you know, sexually harassing or sexually assaulting people. And as long as we kind of perpetuate their image, that can serve as a trigger to all of the people that they done harmed. Yeah, we're going to definitely, we're gonna, well, let's go ahead and break down actually what we're talking about in this video. We're going to go back to that. Um, we're going to re-answer that question at the end of this um, end of this episode about yeah. can we separate the art from the artist? But let's go ahead and break down which, what each of these um, figures are responsible for and what they've kind of been charged with. So um, let's start with the oldest of them among them, Bill Cosby. Mm -hmm. And the Cosby show, Fat Albert, all that stuff, where the case may be. There was a lot of speculation, um, I believe, um, early on that Bill Cosby wasn't, you know, the TV dad that we all thought. But of course, no, it was it was all kind of hush hush because yeah. it was because Bill Cosby's success at the time was so significant in the black community that to talk about the underlayment, the under the, the, the kind of monster in the closet thing was kind of like we just kind of hush hush on that. Right. And what I found was the most surprising thing to me was how many people came about, more than 60 women have accused him of either attempted sexual assault, rape, drug facilitated sexual assault, sexual battery, child sexual abuse, or sexual misconduct, all of which he has denied. But the, cre the reality is, I mean, 60 people, Daquan, yeah. 60 people. And a lot of people said that a lot of the reason why they didn't report what happened was because of how successful Bill Cosby was. Not down to his comedy albums, to his, um, to his TV, very lucrative television career, to the mm -hmm. stuff that he is in, the, the, to the, um, the foundation that he's uh, donated to and such, all these things that he's done, no one could possibly see him as this, sexual predator right and it's and hard it's hard because um for a lot of people that they don't want to speak out because you know when you have somebody that has such a presence that's so yes. known that like it creates this kind of weight that like they have the entire world behind them and who are yeah. you like this one person to go against them and it's it, it definitely is a testament to the power that men that men still hold even to this day over women because I mean this is a, this was a very successful black man and the women right. that he was uh, taking advantage of were I mean even I, I think there were some white women too also so it was it wasn't just black women it was white women too and it was crazy to me because I think the most no the most like 
I guess, surprising element of what happened was the fact that it happened so often that like it was almost like Bill Cosby at the time was like, yeah, I know the fuck I'm gonna get away with this. Like, I know you're not gonna tell anybody. Like, I know you're not gonna. And it's just, it's scary to think that we can put people on such a high pedestal that they feel almost immune to laws or immune to reprimand or consequences. And it's just, it's baffling to me how many people come to his defense as, and, and many other people that we're gonna discuss in this video as well. But it's just crazy because People automatically, as soon as it came up, people automatically like, oh no, it didn't happen. Bill Cobb said it didn't happen, whatever the case may be. But I mean, 60 people, 60 people, 60 women. Right. And it's like the craziest part is what people don't even understand is that like, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, he didn't, they didn't send it and then they didn't send it and then it's kind of like, but would you? Exactly. Like, would you really? Because if you think about it, even beyond just like the presence that they have, you also have to reconcile like who they are, like, if they're working in your industry, they can like blackball your name to all ends. Um, and also just like the idea of like, they have money. They have yeah. the money to get all of the different lawyers to like pay people off yeah. and do all of these things. So like, if you are building a case against somebody that's like so rich and so powerful and you don't necessarily have that funds to like, you know, fight the case as hard as you can, then like that serves as another barrier to like being able to speak out. So like whether you can't speak out because you fear like the power that they have, the power that they have in your specific industry yeah. or just like all of the resources that they can have that you don't have access to. Yeah, and, I, and, and speaking back on the fact that, you know, the facts are that we live in a patriarchal society. Right. And women are not given the same uh, the same respect or um, uh, attention as men are, and there is a de degree of power that men hold um, because of our patriarchal society. And I think that people oftentimes forget that when they discuss these women, because the reality is, even if Bill Cosby was not who he was, many women do not report sexual misconduct or um, uh, sexual harassment or rapes due to just the, bit, the the patriarchal fears that have been placed on them for the facts of, oh, you were asking for it or you were blah, 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 whatever the case may be, all these other lies that have been spilling from patriarchy that is so ingrained in our society that women almost feel ashamed of the, act, of, of the atrocious thing that happened to them. But they feel almost, they feel powerless to uh, talk about it to voice their opinions. So it's uh, to voice their, um, their, their, their truth. And the first thing people do is tear them down. The first thing people do is like, well, you should have said it back then or you should have said it back, whatever, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. And that moves back on, let's move on, let's move on forward to R. Kelly. Right. Who was, <laughs> who was, and this right here is just the, this, and it gets more baffling as we go to these, as we go through these, um, these different people, but, um, <laughs> there's literal song lyrics that R. Kelly has sung that have just slipped under the radar in our society. Like, it's just, it's funny to me because it's, it's not funny, but it's almost funny in a morbid way. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. just like that people did not know this man was who he was. You know what I'm saying? It's always this, this act of like, oh my goodness. I, I, there was, well, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it, especially with the fact that 
a lot of the time, even with certain songs, like um, what was it? Uh, um, I like I like the crotch on you only if you're old enough, baby, 18 or over or 16 and under age ain't nothing but a number. It's like, bro. Hmm. Like, and y'all surprised that he's he's sexually um, uh, taking advantage of people who are like, really? That's surprising. Right. There's so and like, I just want to ask you, what do you think that? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say there's so many times that like we just chalk things up to being song lyrics. Like, oh, it's just a song. It doesn't matter when, again, like songs can speak to somebody's experience. Yes. Songs can really do that something. Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah, and I, I just I find it that um, it's it's crazy to me because people are always so they're so shook by real like especially surviving R. Kelly and stuff like that whatever the case may be. And I'm like, regardless of you know what we think of him, the facts are still there. Like regardless of how you stepped in the name of love and you you know at your wedding you sing I like your graduation you sing I believe I can fly or you love trapped in a closet like regardless of what you liked about him, the facts still remain. The facts still remain. And that's what actually, that, what I was about to ask you earlier when I cut you off, I apologize. Um, but I was, it was, why do you think that there's this, this surprise that, that seems to take over? Like, oh, even though it was obvious, like even before when we had the trial of R, like when he had the trial of R. Kelly, when there was literal videotape footage, Mm-hmm. And people were like, it's not him. He, he didn't do it. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Like, what do you think the surprise comes from? I think the surprise just comes from people who don't want to think about their idols in a negative light. Like people want to have like their perfect image of somebody to be able to perpetuate. But I also think that there is a real part of it that comes from like black representation in media and just like kind of protecting black representation. So when you see black success, you want to hold it as sacred and like try to protect it. But in reality, like just because they are successful doesn't mean that they are perfect. Just because you kind of iconify them, it doesn't mean that they are like this supreme deity that does not make mistakes. Like people do make mistakes, that's human nature. So I think part of it comes from their perfect image of somebody getting shattered more yeah. and more as more kind of comes out against them. And speaking of people idolizing people, I, I <laughs> let's speak on the most idolized person, I think, honestly, in Black culture. And that's Michael Jackson. Right. And I have to say that the level of, what's the word I'm looking for? The level of just blindness in the black community in response to Michael Jackson's allegations has just been mind boggling. Mm -hmm. I mean, mind boggling. I mean, people literally making every excuse in the book for this man, every excuse in the book. And to me, I'm just like, and for a while, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was one of those people when a long time ago, when I was younger, I was one of those people. Because I believe it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't possible. <laughs> right. It, it couldn't, Michael Jackson cannot be a pedophile. It's just not, it doesn't work with my fantasy. It doesn't work with the react, like the who he is. It doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But then I sat down and I watched Leaving Neverland. And bitch, 
I watched that whole two-part special. And everybody's like, oh, they want to make money. They want to make this. They want to make that. They want to blah, 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 all these other things. And I was like, you know what? Let me just shut the fuck up and listen. You know, let me just shut the fuck up and listen to these victims and, and, and hear what they're saying. And I mean, Daquan, the depth and detail that they went into when they discussed the stuff that happened with Michael Jackson and them, I mean, I had to pause multiple times because I was getting like upset. Like my, my blood was boiling because yeah. the way they described these experiences was, it was so, so graphic, like unlike unbelievably graphic. But the thing that, that really kind of sealed it for me, the thing that really kind of destroyed any doubt I had in my mind that Michael Jackson was not a pedophile was when they kept saying, he sexually abused me. And the way they said it was as if they had been trained by a psychologist to recognize what happened between them and Michael Jackson was not consensual, appropriate sex. Does that make sense, what I'm saying here? Yeah. It's like the way they described it, it was every time I had to say it, he, he sexually abused me, but it's, it's almost as if they didn't want to say abuse because to them, they didn't feel like it was abuse. And that shit, bitch, that child woman went deep. Trauma will go deep like that. And when I heard that, Daquan, I was like, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm like, I am garbage. Like, I, that shit made me feel so bad because I was like, for so many years, I was just like, it's, it's not, it, it can't. And then I thought about it. Like, I really thought about it. And I was like, a 30-something, whatever age he was at the time, year old man, sleeping in the same bed with an eight, nine, 10 year old that is not related to them. Right. Unsupervised, in rooms that were locked and, 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 and bells on stuff like that. It's just like, even if there was some percent chance that he didn't do it, the facts remain that that was inappropriate regardless. Right. Regardless of what you call it, it still should not have happened. It should have never happened. It should never have happened. And I just, I find that it was just one of those moments where I was looking back on what I was thinking, what I'd heard other people say, because I mean, people were defending him out the ass. And then it just, when I sat down and I was like, and I watched this special and I watched all of it, like both, both parts. And I was like, wow, like, this stuff doesn't sound like shit you would just make up for a check. Like, does that make sense? Like, I mean, people will do some vicious shit out in this world, but the way that these men describe their experiences, Daquan, I mean, it was just like, I mean, I'm, I'm about to cry. Yeah. I'm about to cry. Like, what was your moment when you kind of, when you kind of had your transition of like, hmm? For Michael Jackson's image. Like, so I'd never seen um, Leaving Neverland, but I think just like reading different things about it, hearing different blogs, um, just like trying to like separate myself. All right, like despite what I like in his music or whatever, yeah. like kind of taking myself out of it. Let me just look at what the evidence is there. And it just got to the point to where I'm like, 
like you said before, regardless of what happened, it should not have happened. Like there yeah. was so many different things where it was like, this is not appropriate, regardless of whatever you call it. And like, I am of the mindset that like, we should be, be we should um, do more to believe in victims because society's stigma against victims is one of the reasons why a lot of people don't come out about this the type of trauma or harassment that they face. Um, and just thinking about like the all types of like therapy and all types of things that these people had to go through just to like undo some of the trauma just for them to acknowledge what happened. That it was trauma, yeah. Right. And I think what really kind of sealed the deal for me was all these arguments about leaving Neverland. And everybody's like, oh, they get paid for it, blah, 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 blah. And I would hear a lot of these people. Um, and I would just be sitting there like, even if they did get paid, this is Michael Jackson. These men going against an icon like Michael Jackson. And I have to say that just I want because I want you guys to hear me. These two white ki- white guys going up against Michael Jackson's legacy. Daquan, what do they have to gain? Not much. They have a what? whole lot to lose. That's what I'm saying. And that's the reason why I sold. I'm glad you caught that shit, too, because, bitch, we here with it. We here with it. You know what I was trying to get to. We here right. with it because... What do they have to gain? Not shit. Because they have everything to lose. Because even if they did get some money from me, if they got some conversation, whatever the fuck case may be, for the rest of their life, the rest of their children's lives, the rest of their families' lives, there is going to be people who are going to be like, you are garbage ass, trash, you ain't get raped, you dumb mother... Like, people going... And I mean, I've heard people say this, I mean, just, just spewing lava at these men. Right. For the rest of their life, Daquan, for the rest of their life, they will always be associated with this man. They will always be people telling them their experiences, their trauma is not shit. It doesn't exist. And I'm like, regardless of whether whether or not they got paid or not, whatever the frick, because I whether regardless, regardless of whether or not anything happened, regardless, their lives are never going to be the same. Already because of the trauma. But now you're adding people. I mean, millions, I mean, not well, millions, but thousands of people are coming at these men with, I mean, hate, hellfire, pitchforks, burn the witch. And I'm just like, imagine just for a moment that you have been molested by someone, that you have been taken advantage of, sex, your innocence has been stripped away from you at such a young age. I mean, I think some of I think one of them was like nine when it happened, eight. I mean, just young, young. Yeah. And imagine growing up with this horrible secret. Imagine having to defend the man that you know raped that raped you and molested you as a kid because you thought that he loved you and cared about you. Imagine that. Then imagine finally going to therapy, finally finding the courage to speak on what really happened. Because, I mean, they did for years and never spoke about it. To right. finally find the courage to speak up about it. To finally understand that what happened was not okay. And then to 
to have the entire world tell you that every single thing that you experienced was a lie. Mm. That's, that's horrible to even think about. That's horrible to like, even try to like wrap your head around how that feels because yeah, trauma runs deep and just having people spew out things of like what you, what you're talking about is just a lie. Like none of that really happened. Like that is gaslighting to, to the, to the umpteenth experience. And yeah, I couldn't even imagine what they're going through. And I think like, even beyond just like that person being Michael Jackson, like for a lot of men who get um, assaulted or harassed by other men, that does a lot in terms of like how society views masculinity and sexuality and all of these things. But to then add on somebody who you see their face so many different places. You hear their voice so many different places. Yes. Yes, I completely agree. And it's just, the thing that really kind of sealed it for me, like you, like I was just saying, was that just imagining that trauma and then adding the fact that these were men. Because unfortunately in our society, Men getting taken advantage of is seen as they gay, mm-hmm. they liked it, they wanted it, or whatever the case may be. They're and weak. It's, they're weak, and it's and it's like even the way our newscasters and news anchors report the misconduct that happens between uh, uh, adults and children, like that 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 uh, that atrocity. They will even say with women, like if if a if a male teacher were to uh, molest a younger student, it's seen of this this was a rapist, this was a blah 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 blah. But I remember seeing a story not too long ago, um, or I think it, I, I, I'm not, because it's, it's been around for a minute, but it was the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this teacher and this kid was like, I want to say 13, 14, she was a grown woman. And they said that the teacher seduced and they had a kid together. They said, she was, he was seduced by her. And even the fact of going further, but that, you remember that movie? I don't know what the fuck it was called, but that movie with the lady who raped, the, who was having sex with the kid, and she had, and she had, a, and she had kids with him, had sex with, had sex with him, had kids, and they have like a whole family or whatever, and she was in prison. Don't remember that movie? Oh, I forgot what it was called. Comment down below if you know what I'm talking about. But the movie, this, it, it was a movie that almost kind of like, I don't want to say glamorized, but it was almost like, oh, they're in love, and I'm like, she raped him. No. She fully molested a child, but it's seen as a seduction when it's a woman perpetuating the rape. And it's just when, like I said before, just and, and to bring it back to my point, it makes me really, like I said before, almost sick at how I had responded to this information as a kid. Because again, you're you're taught by your parents, you're taught by the people in your life, there are different societal influences that let you know that, oh, it's not real, it's not a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie. It's a lie. So I'd had that belief for so long. And after what, and when I was watching and was listening, I was like, the bravery it took, the strength they had to find, not only as men, but I mean, these are white men. And I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's like top tier superhero powers right there, baby. You a white man in America, like bitch, like your life is set. You know what I'm saying? Privilege off the bat, but you're going to throw all of that away. Right. You're gonna sacrifice everything 
to let people know the truth of who he was. And even in the even in the first fucking like minute of the movie of of the documentary, you hear him say Michael Jackson was amazing. He was a phenomenal person. He I loved him, and he also molested me. And I was like, get the fuck. I was like. And it was just, it was so, it was so crazy to me because in, I was watching the reel mm-hmm. a few, um, a few months back and they were talking about surviving R. Kelly, right? And they were like, oh yeah, R. Kelly, garbage, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, ha, 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 blah, 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 whatever. And then in the same breath, when they talked about Michael Jackson leaving Neverland and all that stuff, they were like, that's just who Michael Jackson was and was they getting paid and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, so you're defending him. Right. You're picking and choosing who's right and who's wrong. And I honestly have to say, I mean, the same amount of evidence against Michael Jackson is about the same amount of evidence against R. Kelly. So the fact that in these two, in the same, I'm talking about Daquan in the same breath almost, you right. condemn the one because you know it's wrong, but you'll condemn the other because, ooh, Michael Jackson can't. Michael Jackson, he loved the kids. He just, That's who he was. That's he loved bad. the kids. And I'm like, you can love kids and still be a molester. Like, you know, <laughs> you can love kids. You can be a, a child-friendly person and still fuck children as a pedophile because that's what pedophiles do. So, yeah, he, he, he did love the kids. He sure did. Maybe a little too much. A little too much. So what I thought was the most craziest part is a lot of people say, oh, well, my, Macaulay Culkin didn't get raped. Macaulay Culkin didn't get whatever case be. And all those people didn't get, didn't get molested by him. And then I thought about it too. And I was like, when I, and I watched for Harriet's video, she was talking about leaving Neverland. And she said, I completely agree that my, maybe he did not molest my, my Macaulay Culkin because predators don't molest every person they come across. Right. That's the fact of the matter. That shit see when I tell you that shit sealed the deal for me, Daquan. I was like, none of that shit made any sense until she said that shit. When she was like, "Yeah, pedophiles pick and choose who they're going to molest." Why would Michael Jackson molest Macaulay fucking Culkin, who was I mean, Home Alone? Yeah, he, I mean, he was at the like top of his career. You molest Macaulay Michael Jackson, baby. Because part of it is power. Part of it is power who you can have power over. And, you know, if you realize something is wrong, you're going to go after somebody who's not going to say that it's wrong or doesn't have the power to say that it's wrong. And that's what, and that's what people don't understand is that the people that he went after, the, the, the ones who did come forward are people from poor families who were not as well off as others. I mean, Michael Jackson bought homes for these people. I mean, he basically bought their child, basically. Right. Like basically, and then of uh, and it, it really still there's a lot of people who speculate about the whole it's about money, about money, about money, about money, about money, because there was one kid who came forward in the and the parents sell out of court. But the reality is, ever since every allegation that came up after him after that was always like it's a money grab. Because fuck with the people saying, right? Fuck with these kids' victims, right? Fuck their fuck their experience, right? Right. And like basically. even in that case, like regardless of you know, somebody settling in court, like it could be a situation where they had that courage to speak up. And now that they were going through it, they can't relive that trauma anymore. And they just need to step away from it. 
Like they, they don't have any closure pursuing it anymore. And here's my point, Daquan. Even if it, even if they are going after money, what the fuck is the problem with that? Because a million dollars or whatever the fuck money they would have got from it, all that money is a band-aid. Maybe, at best, a band-aid from the large gashing wound across their soul in history and trauma. So even if it was like, I mean, because Michael Jackson is fucking dead. And they were like, oh, he's asking for money now, he's asking for money now. Because bitch, there ain't shit else he can do. There ain't shit else he can do. The man is dead. Right. And even when he was alive at that point in life, that the statute of limitations, which is another bullshit. I, another, that's a whole other fucking conversation. But I mean, the reality is this man is fucking dead. What the fuck else could they get besides the reality is I need some, the money, something. Give me something for the trauma that I've experienced in my life. Right. I mean, so that just, it frustrates, it, it frustrates me because it's always like, oh, the money, the money, the money, the money, the money, the money. And there's people just fucking forget about the fact that this shit is real. This shit happened. Like, let's be real. Therapy is not free. Oh. <laughs> Can you say that one more time? Therapy say- is not free. And if we're getting really technical, there's a lot of different, like, even if you have healthcare, there's a lot of different healthcare plans that don't cover therapy because they don't see it as like a necessary thing. So even if it was for money, that money could be going to therapy so that they can like try to get some of that trauma healed, even if it's just that much. And that's what I'm saying. And that's the craziest part. It's kind of like, it's, and I'm, I'm not talking about the people who use the whole Michael Jackson thing as a way to get money with the case to be. No, because these people are capitalizing on the on the actual victim of the children out there. I'm not saying there was not maybe one or two kids who, who their parents might have coached them forward to try to get some money. Now, I'm not saying that's not that did not occur. But what I am saying is that because of all that shit, because of that thing, because of that experience, because of that one thing, people have forgot the fact that yes there are people who might be trying to get some money but there are people who actually had actual experiences and you can't you lump them as one right and that's just the and that's just the craziest part to me and like i said before i fucking love michael jackson's music i mean that shit is fucking amazing i mean that motherfucker went the fuck off all right i'm not sitting <laughs> here acting like dances <laughs> Music videos. I mean, bitch, he was sickening, but he was also sickening. Let's be real. (laughs) Say that again. Say that again. He was sickening, guys, but he was also sickening. Like, so let's let's not forget that. So I had to really kind of sit back with myself, and I was like, "Am I wrong for enjoying Michael Jackson's music?" and enjoying the things that he did contribute to uh, to black culture is enjoying that almost being um, complacent with what he did. And I wanna ask you, what do you think about that before I get my answer? I think, <laughs> you take that breath in. Cause that's a heavy question, woo. Um, I think to a certain extent, there is a level of complacency by being like, all right, I'm going to listen to his music, do watch these videos, blah, blah, blah. Like 
you have to acknowledge who he is as a person. Uh, regardless of who we're talking about, whether it's Michael Jackson, whether it's R. Kelly, whether it's Bill Cosby. Yeah. There, I think it gets to like this broader thing of like, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, but that's a conversation yeah. for another day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think that you can be able to celebrate or I don't think celebrates the word. You can acknowledge Recognize recognize a contribution while also under recognizing the trauma and the damage that that person done for me it was it, this question really came up for me because this week i was in um like a i want to say i was like at a, a, a um a grocery store or something and they were playing um bad by michael jackson mm. and i felt myself going and I was just doing the shit and I was like oh fuck <laughs> like for a second for like a second I forgot and I was like damn like you know is it complacent and for me personally the way I view it is this I think that you can enjoy the music but celebrating it is where it becomes complacency so you can still have you can still listen and enjoy what they did and still watch the Cosby show and still listen to Trapped in the Closet and whatever the case be, whatever, whatever. But it's the sharing it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, saying, oh, this song is hot, this song fire, this song blah, blah, whatever the case be. That's where it becomes complacent because you are further spreading the awareness of the person and, the, and, and giving them more money and more funds, if that makes any sense. And I feel like, to some extent, like you said before, there is a level of complacency there. Like for me, I don't have Michael Jackson in my Spotify. I don't. And it's just a personal decision for me. And I don't have R. Kelly's music in my Spotify. None at I, all. None of it. Um, mostly because he's still a fucking live and bitch, you know, that's going to be more coins for him. And the same thing with Michael Jackson, even though he's not, even though he's dead, you know, that's still going to his, um, all of his whatever. His so estate. his estate and everything. So it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's such a strange thing to be in because it's like he had such a, I mean, bad thriller, Man in the Mirror, um, uh, um, Earth, Earth Song, and right. all these like bangers. And it's so like hard to realize that like, fuck, he's a garbage person. <laughs> just like, fuck, like, you know, it's, and it's just all I keep thinking to myself is it's kind of the equivalent of, like I always had this, I always had this question too. Like if 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 Adolf Hitler created the cure for cancer, should he be recognized for it? Does that make sense? Like it's kind of like that. All it's kind of like that's the best way I can act in it to a sort of. It's like if Adolf Hitler uh, created the cure of cancer, could we still recognize his contribution, or could we be like, okay, how like you know how would you ask? How would you um, go about that? Like in that, in that particular theory, and you know whatever. Yeah, I think it comes down to like the semantics of what you talk about yeah. like you know you wouldn't be like oh he was this great hero that cured cancer and saved so many people you'd be like he created a cure for cancer um that cure did save people but also he killed so many other people during that time yeah so i think it's like a recognize the contribution but also acknowledge the damage 
Ooh, say it again. Say it again. Hashtag what? <laughs> Recognize the contribution, but acknowledge the damage. Period. And that's and that's exactly how I feel about it. It's kind of like we understand that Michael Jackson is, I mean, the one. I mean, he was he was the chosen one of the black community at the time. And even after all these years he's been uh, gone, even after all of the years of new music, I mean, he he did create some amazing work. But once again, that does not negate the reality of who he was. Right. And I think it all kind of boils down to personal understanding of what that means. Mm-hmm. So for you, if you can enjoy Michael Jackson's music and enjoy R. Kelly's music, whatever the case may be, no one's saying that, that you are wrong of doing so. But when you start to like, like it's it's like you can listen to it in your earphones, but playing it at a playing it at a um a rally or at a um at a at a party or something like that, that sort of becomes a problem. Yeah. So I think like for me, I think more than like the artist, focus on what the music did to you. So like yeah. it, if you think about like past family reunions or like special moments in your life you're not a horrible person for like thinking that attributing okay, that to that song yeah. is connected to this memory of mine. It's like, yeah, you can totally acknowledge that and like feel that nostalgia. Yeah. Hear it. Yeah. And I, I think that's exactly what it is. Like you, you can acknowledge the fact that it was a very impactful thing for your life. And it was a very impactful thing for your history, but you have to, a degree separate the reality of the situation so the, separating the art from the artist and understanding that yes this artist as a person was trash but this music helped me through my depression or helped me through whatever the case may be or helped me whatever 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 or it, it was at my it was at my um my marriage ceremony or my whatever the case may be like wherever it was in your life recognize that this was amazing for that time right this was a beautiful moment for me in my past but that does not give me the right to be like well it's still a beautiful song it's still a great whatever it's still it's like yes the song is great but the person who created the song was a very bad person right and i recognize that i acknowledge that and i understand that i don't want to perpetuate or further give voice to that person and what they've done you see what i'm saying because and it's and it's really hard because Michael Jackson, it's, it's, it's just, I mean, I don't think any person to date has had that as much of an impact as Michael Jackson has had. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't even think even by, I don't even think Beyonce has gotten to that level yet. Like she's, she, debatable. she's, well, she, well, <laughs> I think that's another, no, 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 no I mean, no, like no. what I, what I mean is that what I mean when I say that is like not to be how don't come for me. Now that's not what I'm. I'm not saying that Beyonce ain't the shit. No, she is. I'm just saying that as far as like what Michael Jackson has contributed to Black culture. I mean, in I mean the fact that he is like almost like spread throughout it in comedy, like people mm-hmm. making fun of it and all this. He's spread through it. I mean, of course Beyonce is reaching that reaching that level pretty much, if not already at that level. But like it's just. What I'm saying there's is like there's some words named after him, huh? There's still some difference between them. Yeah, there's a difference. I mean, that's, I'm not comparing them as much as I'm saying that like there's a difference in the contribution that Michael Jackson has made versus the Beyonce contribution to the world. So like with Michael Jackson, I mean, there are literal awards, like the Video Vanguard Award. I think he was the first person to ever receive one, right? Mm-hmm. 
because I think that award was created for Michael Jackson. Yeah. And like, there are so many foundations that have been, you know, and there's so many, leave, I mean, never, like, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the Neverland Ranch, when it was a thing, like there's so many things that he, there's so many, uh, his hands are in so many pots. And that's what I'm trying to say. Right. And what I mean is, it's so hard to recognize that these were some very impactful moments in the fact, and I think that I think that the reason why so many people are so upset with him and so and, and, and people don't want to believe it is because to believe that Michael Jackson is who he is is to erase everything that he has done. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people get the the, the, the misconception right. is that if if you were to believe the reality, then it completely erases the history. And I wanted to ask you, do you think that is a duty? Do you think that erasing Michael Jackson or R. R. Kelly or Bill Cosby is good to Black culture? Would that be a benefit to us? I think I personally don't think so. Like, I think complete erasure is impossible. History yes, that's what I- happened. So, like... I think this idea that you have to erase somebody to recognize what they did is honestly doing the opposite in terms of like, you're not going to kind of recognize what they did. And therefore you are erasing so many different people's traumas and so many different experiences. Like your experience with somebody's music or them as an artist is valid but that should not invalidate somebody else's. I completely agree. I think that it's, it's the, cause like I said before, Michael Jackson is, Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, Bill Cosby have contributed so much to black culture. And there are very few people who have become almost cultural icons like them, you know? Like, Like I said, Beyonce is becoming a cultural icon for the black community now. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if something like, you know, it just imagining Beyonce being in a, in a situation where she's done some crazy shit and then like just fuck, fuck all of you. You know what I mean? Like, it's like- The beehive girl, would go crazy. Girl, my heart can't take that. <laughs> my heart can take it. But even if that was to happen, even if that was to, to be the case, there's a certain level of recognition and respect that we give to the art. Right and give to the cultural experience that they gave. And Bill Cosby being a sexual predator is the reality. R. Kelly being a pedophile is the reality. Michael Jackson being a pedophile is a reality. But the Cosby Show and Fat Albert are still our reality. Trapped in the Closet, I Believe I Can Fly, all this music is still our reality. And Michael Jackson's contributions are still our reality. Right. So I think to, we have to, I think it, it, it's almost a, like the dual lens idea. It's like seeing them in both eyes, you know, recognizing their contribution and recognizing their um, detriments and understanding that while this art is something that is never going to go away and should never be erased because that has changed people's lives. Michael Jackson was so formative to so many people's young lives. My Bill Cosby's contributions are so impactful to the, the experience. I mean, right. Donated so much to HBCUs. 
And even and even back when um the the uh Bill the cartoon Bill Cosby the Cosby Show Bill whatever mm -hmm. the fact that the, that was one of the first times we saw a dark skinned mother in the in a in a show like it was because usually it's always a light skinned mom or the case may be no she was a dark skinned woman his sister was a dark skinned and it, it was it was there's so many contributions there's there their art is so deeply interwoven into the black experience that to erase them is to almost erase black the black experience to an extent. Right. And I think that the best way that we can recognize this, like I said, looking at them from both lenses, understanding that Michael Jackson's music will always be iconic, but so will all of those people that he molested as well. Be um, what is it, infamous? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think that's I think that's the best way to kind of look at that because people oftentimes will spend all this breath defending and and in whatever the case I mean he can't be he can't be he can't be but I just want to let you know right here Adele is my queen Adele is my queen bitch I mean that's my one you know that's my one but if it ever came out that she did some crazy shit or that she did some off the wall whatever the fuck case may be it's done. Same will here. I still enjoy her music? Yes, of course, in the comfort of my own home. But I will not be like, girl, did you hear? Or girl, can you hear? Or sharing her music on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or talking about it on YouTube. Or the no, it will be done. It will be over. Because that's how you recognize that both lenses thing. This music is great for me, but that person is not for me. You know? Everybody makes mistakes. People will fall for, from grace. And and, I, and that goes into another conversation we probably will have next time about people. Um, uh, another another time that people need to stop putting people on pedestals. That's what yeah. really needs to happen. Michael Jackson is not an angel. He is not a god. He is not supreme a supreme being. Right. No matter how you may have seen him, he's still a human being. And we need to start seeing people as human beings. So I think that we've kind of reached the end of our conversation, Daquan. Do you have anything else we want to talk about? You think that we're missing anything? I think we're good. I think so too, guys. This has been a really interesting conversation. I am I, I'm so glad that we have this. And I like I said before, as always, um, do not forget to leave comments down below. Please keep the conversation going. How do you feel about these situations? Can you really separate the artist from the artist? How does that work for you? Um, don't forget to share, like, comment, subscribe. You know, um, don't forget to follow me at Quaviandre and follow Daquan at Daquan950. Yeah. I believe so. Um, and tune in next week for our season finale, guys. We mm. are this it week. Will be an episode. It will be an episode. Do not miss it. We will see you guys next week. Bye.